Faith, Hope and Love, Episode 272, The Baptism of the Lord, Year B. Water is the main symbol of baptism. And water is a beautiful symbol. It represents washing clean, rebirth and renewal. Water is actually the perfect symbol as it contains so many rich and significant meanings. First and foremost, water is an absolutely essential element for life. Water contains so many meanings within itself. Health and life, as well as danger and threat. Renewal, as well as destruction. When we think of water, we can imagine the sheer force and danger of floodwaters and the power and unexpected force of frozen glaciers. All over the world, we've seen the effects of the power of water. Water represents both enormous power and also soothing, renewing gentleness, as well as cleansing, washing and restoring. When we think about water and baptism, baptism is a word that literally means to plunge something. We believe that in baptism it's not just a sign of following Jesus, but that baptism unites us, connects us to Jesus, grafts us onto him, and makes us one with him and his life, and with the life of all other believers in Jesus. Being baptised with water either poured over us or plunged or immersed into the water is a powerful and wonderful way of showing that by following Jesus we want to immerse or plunge ourselves into Jesus and his way of living. In baptism, we become a beloved child, a cherished daughter or son of God. We become adopted and loved children of the same Heavenly Father as Jesus. God the Father is so generous, so lavish in love and praise, that in the Gospel today, it tells of how the Father tears the heavens apart and pours down the most wonderful praise and encouragement and confidence and blessings upon his beloved son, Jesus. As one commentator says, we are told that God rends the heavens to lavish praise on his son, a son who, up to that point, had yet to accomplish much of anything. It must have been indescribably affirming and motivating for our Lord as he was about to begin this most challenging and self-emptying ministry. Although Jesus is God made human, he was also fully human and in need of encouragement and affirmation and strength from his beloved Father who was in heaven and who happened to be the Father of all things. Jesus was now absolutely assured and commissioned in the love and confidence of his heavenly Father that God the Father was completely pleased with him. It's a timely reminder that it's so important, so human and so affirming to praise one another. We live in a culture where it seems easier to voice criticisms, and it seems that for some, if they're not unhappy with anything, it's not so much praise that follows, but silence. So we live in a world where there's either criticism or begrudging silence. Or else, we get other extremes where people compliment others with empty and insincere words that don't connect with the reality of what's really happening, and so they do very little. Others feel that they shouldn't praise others very often for fear that it might give them a big head or that the praise might be taken as mere flattery. Having said that, though, there's no substitute for sincere, heartfelt and constructive affirmation, encouragement and praise, which is a form of gratitude in words, particularly to God first and foremost, naming that which we are grateful for. Pope Francis, in a recent message, actually continued this wonderful theme by saying it's so important as Christians to be people of gratitude. Praise is so important. Good managers know this as well as teachers, coaches, counsellors, volunteer coordinators and fundraisers. Anyone who's trying to get someone to take the next step, to stretch themselves and constantly strive to reach a higher level of commitment or performance. For people who live without affirmation, who don't get constructive and realistic affirmation and compliments as well as critiques, if they live with constant criticism, they get the crippling message that anything they do is not going to be good enough. 
nothing they do will really satisfy or meet with approval. On the other side of the coin, if a person gets false praise, they either feel that the words don't mean anything, or else they rely on compliments that don't give them a good indication of what they're really doing and how it's affecting others for the better. And then there are those who get good, positive feedback and affirmation, constructive feedback. Even when setbacks and the occasional mistake or failure come their way, they're not defeated because they believe in the value and strength of their own worth and they persevere through the struggles and beyond. I just want to mention that curious second reading from the first letter of St. John. He mentions the rather obscure reference to Jesus being shown to be the Messiah not only by the water, but also by the blood. This is certainly an unusual and mysterious passage. But what it seems to mean is, St. John was writing this letter at a time when there was a heresy taking hold of the church. Some were saying that Jesus was really just an ordinary human, and it was only at his baptism that he was adopted by the Father, after the Spirit fell upon him. These people suggested that he lived as God's Son, and then on the cross the Divine Spirit left him, and it was only a mere human that remained. So in that mistaken understanding, God, they thought, didn't really suffer or die. It was just the human who carried the divine spirit in him for a while. But no, that's not the fullness and the beauty of the Christian faith. St. John, in this reading, makes it clear. He reminds us that Jesus suffered and died. He shed real blood upon the cross. So that the true sign that Jesus was the real Messiah and the beloved Son of God was Jesus was both truly God and truly human, and that he literally gave his last drop of blood for us, to save us. He truly suffered and even gave his life for us. So not only his baptism in the waters of the River Jordan shows us his identity, but also his suffering and death and shedding the last drop of his blood is also a testimony. Baptism and the cross are essential and undivided elements of the perfect action of the Messiah. The two cannot be separated. And so in baptism, there's always a dying and a rising, united with Christ. This is Faith, Hope and Love. When I was a child My youthful heart when it was running wild but wiser now, I will rest those ways Though somehow, a part of me can say For faith, hope and love abide And the greatest one is love Now we see unclearly As if we looked into That's lighter than the words of you Not resentful But gaining joy in truth For faith, hope and love abide And the greatest one is love Faith, hope and love All of these the Lord was baptized, the heavens were opened, and the Spirit descended upon him like a dove. 
And the voice of the Father thundered, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Hello everyone, and I hope you're going really well today. Let's take time as we reflect upon the meaning of God's Word for our everyday lives. And as we prepare to celebrate the great sacramental feast of God's love, let's pause first and recall our sins, trusting in God's infinite mercy. Lord Jesus, you healed the sick. Lord, have mercy. You forgave sinners. Christ, have mercy. You give us yourself to heal us and bring us strength. Lord, have mercy. My Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us our sins and bring us to everlasting life. Glory to God on the highest, and on earth peace to people of good will. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your Let us pray as adopted children of God. Almighty, ever-living God, who when Jesus had been baptised in the river Jordan, and as the Holy Spirit descended upon him, solemnly declared him your beloved Son, grant that your children by adoption reborn of water and the Holy Spirit, may always be well-pleasing to you. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Thus says the Lord, Everyone who thirsts, come to the waters, and you that have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk, without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread, and your labour for that which does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me, and eat what is good, and delight yourselves in rich food. Incline your ear, and come to me, 
Listen, so that you may live. I will make with you an everlasting covenant, my steadfast, sure love for David. See, I made him a witness to the peoples, a leader and commander for the peoples. See, you shall call nations that you do not know, and nations that do not know you shall run to you because of the Lord our God, the Holy One of Israel, for he has glorified you. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake their way, and the unrighteous person their thoughts. Let that person return to the Lord, that he may have mercy on them, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return there, until they have watered the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the one who eats. So shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and succeed in the thing for which I sent it. The Word of the Lord You will draw water joyfully from the springs of salvation. Truly God is my salvation, I trust, I shall not fear. For the Lord is my strength and my song, He became my Saviour. With joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. Give thanks to the Lord, give praise to His name, make His mighty deeds known to the peoples, declare the greatness of His name. Sing a psalm to the Lord, for he has done glorious deeds. Make them known to all the earth. People of Zion, sing and shout for joy, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. You will draw water joyfully from the springs of salvation. A reading from the first letter of St. John. Beloved, everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God, and everyone who loves the parent loves the child. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and obey his commandments. For the love of God is this, that we obey his commandments. And his commandments are not burdensome, for whatever is born of God conquers the world. And this is the victory that conquers the world, our faith. Who is it that conquers the world but the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? This is the one who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ, not with the water only,
but with the water and the blood. And the Spirit is the one that testifies, for the Spirit is the truth. There are three that testify, the Spirit and the water and the blood, and these three agree. If we receive human testimony, the testimony of God is greater. For this is the testimony of God that he has testified to his Son. The Word of the Lord. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. John saw Jesus approaching him and said, This is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. In his preaching he proclaimed, The one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. The Gospel of the Lord During this year, our principal guide to the story of Jesus will be the evangelist Mark. He is one of the first Christians to put into writing his version of the story of Jesus. Now, while the earliest communities still had the apostles with them, they didn't feel the need to record the memory of Jesus in writing because they believed he was going to return to them very soon. Preserving the memory of Jesus would seem to be a waste of time because there wouldn't be anybody around to read it. This all changed some 30 years after the death of Jesus when it became rather important to assemble the traditional stories of Jesus. And Mark is the first to do this. In a way, he's the one who invented the Gospels. Now there seems to be a great antipathy to formal religion these days. People describe themselves as spiritual, but not religious. We've all witnessed the alternative religion explosion, meditation groups, New Age literature, relaxation techniques, aromatherapy, crystals, Eastern spirituality and chants. Even Gregorian chant has been cut loose from its liturgical setting and used to produce mind-altering states. There's a general consensus that life is about more than just satisfying the need of body and mind. We need to pay attention to our spiritual selves Some experts see this awareness as an authentic desire for God's Spirit. Others read it merely as a post-Christian regression to pagan superstitions. But the Gospel today gives us an example of a genuine experience of the Spirit. Jesus is baptised not as an individual but as part of a group. People who seem to experience a lack in their lives places himself firmly besides those seeking an experience of God, a desire to know God, to taste God's Spirit. 
This leads those people to seek a baptism for the forgiveness of their sins. Now, any authentic experience of the Spirit leads us back to God and into community. It's neither exclusively individualistic nor completely otherworldly. Of course, it can be an intensely personal religious experience at the same time. The Spirit of God leads us into unity and solidarity with the rest of humanity. And so the Spirit descends on Jesus, and God proclaims him his beloved Son. Through the Spirit, we can dare to call God our Father, and we are gathered into God's family. So Mark begins his Gospel in the desert, where John baptises and where Jesus will be tested. The desert is a place at the fringes of social order, neither town nor country. But when John comes preaching repentance, the normal order is turned inside out. Mark tells us that all the country of Judea and all the people of Jerusalem go out to him confessing their sins. So the faraway desert place becomes a centre of life, full of the bustle and noise of humans, beings clamouring for attention. The desire to see one man express something true inverts the whole usual order of things. Empty spaces suddenly become full, and the full empty. So, all of Judea empties itself into the wilderness to come to John for baptism. Those who come are ready to accept a new life, are open to the gift of repentance and the conversion it requires. In this crowd, pushing and surging forward as the Baptist draws sinners into the water, in this mob of those hungry for forgiveness and healing, we find the Saviour, the Sinless One, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And this is where we first encounter Jesus in Mark's Gospel. Not a child wrapped in swaddling clothes or a refugee fleeing the wrath of Herod, but as a man in a crowd. Jesus lines up with all the sinners on the bank of the Jordan, waiting his turn to wade into the cooling waters and stand before John. So the ministry of Jesus begins with the inversion of the social order. The desert becomes a city. It also begins with complete transformation of the order between God and his people. The holiness of God that provokes awe and terror is to be found amongst the mass of sinful men and women, the holy of holies, the centre of the temple where is darkness and silence, which can only be entered once a year, was all along pointing forward to our brother Jesus who brings the holiness of God out into the street. It's at this moment when Jesus most identifies himself with sinful, hungry humanity, and the heavens are torn apart and the Spirit descends in the form of a dove. The Spirit will fill Jesus throughout his ministry as he comes to bring health to those who are sick, as he touches the leper, bringing him back into the community of Israel, as he dines with prostitutes and tax collectors. That which makes Jesus seem so different from us, his being without sin, is really that which makes him identify with us so deeply as to stand in the midst of us. Sin can never be solidarity. It's the fragmenting of the human race, what makes us stand apart from each other in loneliness and suspicion. To have no sin means to love sinners, to want to be with sinners and set them free, to eat and drink and die for sinners through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. This same Spirit will break like flames upon the apostles on the day of Pentecost, sending them from the upper room out into the bustle of the morning street to turn the desert of the world into the city of God. In his baptism, we can see Jesus identify with us completely and totally. It can be hard to be loved like this, so completely and without reservation, Faced with this love, we can seek to withdraw into the desert of hearts closed off by God and each other. But today's feast is our hope. 
Jesus the Saviour stands among us. He is not afraid to be labelled just another sinful face in the crowd. And as Paul says, God made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. The Apostles' Creed I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, He rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. We come before God, who gives us the gift of faith in baptism. For the baptized people of God, that we may be true to the promise of our baptism. Lord, hear us. For all people, that the good news may be proclaimed to the ends of the earth. For the poor of this world, that they will realise that they are God's beloved, and those who are rich and well off, will see them as their brothers and sisters and give practical assistance. Lord, hear us. For all of us gathered here that the Holy Spirit will take hold of us and guide us. Lord, hear us. For those who are sick, that the Lord will give them healing, peace and strength. Lord, hear us. For the dead, that they may see God's glory, especially those for whom we now pray. Lord, hear us. God, we see your glory in the baptism of your only beloved Son. We ask you to hear our prayers and the prayers of those chosen to be your family. We ask this confidently through Christ our Lord. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. By the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. With humble spirit and contrite heart, may we be accepted by you, O Lord, and may this sacrifice in your sight this day be pleasing to you, Lord God. Wash me, O Lord, from my iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. Accept, O Lord, the offerings we have brought to honour the revealing of your beloved Son, so that the oblation of your faithful may be transformed into the sacrifice of him who willed in his compassion to wash away the sins of the world, who lives and reigns for ever and ever. Amen. 
The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For in the waters of the Jordan you revealed with signs and wonders a new baptism, so that through the voice that came down from heaven we might come to believe in your word dwelling among us. And by the Spirit's descending in the likeness of a dove, we might know that Christ your servant has been anointed with the oil of gladness and sent to bring the good news to the poor. And so, with the powers of heaven, we worship you constantly on earth, and before your majesty without end we acclaim, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. To you, therefore, most merciful Father, we make humble prayer and petition through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, that you accept and bless these gifts, these offerings, these holy and unblemished sacrifices, which we offer you firstly for your holy Catholic Church. Be pleased to grant her peace, to guard, unite and govern her throughout the whole world, together with your servant Francis, our Pope, and Mark, our Bishop, and his assistant Ken, and all those who, holding to the truth, hand on the Catholic and apostolic faith. Remember, Lord, your servants. And all gathered here, whose faith and devotion are known to you. For them we offer you this sacrifice of praise, or they offer it for themselves and all those who are dear to them, for the redemption of their souls, in hope of health and well-being, and paying their homage to you, the eternal God, living and true in communion with those whose memory we venerate, especially the glorious ever-Virgin Mary, Mother of God, and our Lord Jesus Christ, and blessed Joseph, her spouse, your blessed apostles and martyrs, Peter and Paul, Andrew, and all your saints. We ask that through their merits and prayers, in all things we may be defended by your protecting help. Therefore, Lord, we pray, graciously accept the oblation of our service, that of your whole family, Order our days in your peace, and command that we be delivered from eternal damnation and counted among the flock of those you have chosen. Be pleased, O God, we pray, to bless, acknowledge and approve this offering in every respect. Make it spiritual and acceptable, so that it may become for us the body and blood of your most beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. On the day before he was to suffer, he took bread in his holy and venerable hands, and with eyes raised to heaven, to you, O God, his almighty Father. Giving you thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took this precious chalice in his holy and venerable hands. And once more giving you thanks, he said the blessing and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The Mystery of Faith We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the blessed Passion, the resurrection from the dead, and the glorious ascension into heaven of Christ your Son, our Lord, 
we, your servants and your holy people, offer to your glorious majesty, from the gifts that you have given us, this pure victim, this holy victim, this spotless victim, the holy bread of eternal life and the chalice of everlasting salvation. Be pleased to look upon these offerings with a serene and kindly countenance, and to accept them, as once you were pleased to accept the gifts of your servant Abel the just, the sacrifice of Abraham, our father in faith, and the offering of your high priest Melchizedek, a holy sacrifice, a spotless victim. In humble prayer we ask you, Almighty God, command that these gifts be borne by the hands of your holy angel to your altar on high, in the sight of your divine majesty, so that all of us who through this participation at the altar receive the most holy body and blood of your Son may be filled with every grace and heavenly blessing. Remember also, Lord, your servants who have gone before us with the sign of faith and rest in the sleep of peace. Grant them, O Lord, we pray, and all who sleep in Christ a place of refreshment, light and peace. To us also, your servants, who, though sinners, hope in your abundant mercies, graciously grant some share and fellowship with your holy apostles and martyrs, with John the Baptist, Stephen, Matthias, Barnabas, and all your saints. Admit us, we beseech you, into their company, not weighing our merits, but granting us your pardon, through Christ our Lord, through whom you continue to make all these good things, O Lord, you sanctify them, fill them with life, bless them, and bestow them upon us. Through him, and with him, and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. Amen. At the Saviour's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, you said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. May this mingling of the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ bring eternal life to us who receive it. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, grant us peace. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, who by the will of the Father and the work of the Holy Spirit, through your death, gave life to the world, free me by this your most holy body and blood from all my sins and from every evil. Keep me always faithful to your commandments and never let me be parted from you. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. May the body of Christ keep me safe for eternal life.
May the blood of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. Behold the one of whom John said, I have seen and testified that this is the Son of God. A prayer for spiritual communion in union with all who are unable to physically receive communion at this time. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you in my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Body of Christ. Amen. The Blood of Christ. Amen. Let us pause for a time of quiet post-communion prayer and reflection. What has passed our lips as food, O Lord, may we possess in purity of heart, that what has been given to us in time may be our healing for eternity. Let us pray. Nourished with these sacred gifts, we humbly entreat your mercy, O Lord, that faithfully listening to your only begotten Son, we may be your children in name and in truth. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you so much for taking this time to listen to and reflect upon God's Word and praise God's goodness in His sacraments. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life.
Faith, Hope and Love, Christian Worship and Reflection, led by Reverend Paul Kelly. Prayers and Chants, the Roman Missal, 3rd edition, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English and the Liturgy. Scriptures, New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989 and 2009, the NCC USA. Psalms, 1963 and 2009, The Grail, Collins Publishers. Prayers of the Faithful, Together We Pray, by Robert Borg, E.J. Dwyer Publishers, 1993, Sydney, Australia. Sung Mass in Honour of St. Ralph Sherwin, by Jeffrey M. Ostrovsky, The Gloria, copyright 2011, ccwatershed.org. Faith, Hope and Love theme hymn in memory of William John Kelly, inspired by 1 Corinthians 13, 1-13. Music by Paul W. Kelly, arranged and sung with additional lyrics by Stefan Kelp, 2019. Quiet Time Instrumental Reflection Music, written by Paul W. Kelly, 1988-2007, and this arrangement, Stephen Kelp, 2020. Today I Arise, Patricia J. Kelly, original words and music by Paul W. Kelly, inspired by St. Patrick's Prayer, arranged and sung with additional lyrics by Stephen Kelp, 2019. Production by KER 2021. May God bless and keep you. Today I arise with love from on high, the name of the three in one. Today I arise through heavenly eyes, your grace to God and guide. Today it be from within this day I will